0: Time for the Retirement Roadmap Podcast with registered financial consultant Glenn Mosseller. Thanks for joining us for another edition of the Retirement Roadmap Podcast. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Glenn Mosseller. He's a registered financial consultant and the founder and president of Roadmap Financial Consulting with an office in Greensboro on Muir's Chapel Road. You can find us online at com. And uh, Glenn, thanks for being with us on uh, this edition of the podcast. We are recording here in 2018. Finally, are you settling into the new year nicely? Absolutely, Walter. How about you? Yeah, it's been a busy 2018 already. Even just a couple of days into it, I'll tell you what, it's uh, it's going to be a good year though if it uh, just keeps staying this active. I'd rather be active than inactive, so I'll take that oh, any yes. day of the week.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, Walter, it's exciting. There's a there's a lot of stuff coming down the pike. Obviously, there's a lot of changes in the uh, you know, with the tax laws and everything, and so we're we're already seeing. You know, folks are asking lots of questions and getting engaged, and that's always a good thing when. Uh, you know, I always feel like when people are asking questions and we're we're able to have a good conversation, then that's where uh, information is really transferred. and and folks can really get on the right path. And a lot of times they kind of think, well, everything's just kind of going along, and it's easier to just keep on doing what you're doing sometimes from their perspective. But then when there's when the, when things pop up, you know, at that point, it's a. I always look at it as an advisor that I want my clients to be engaged and ask questions because then we, it's much easier for us to stay on the same page and work together as a team rather than, you know, then there's just like a kind of on on autopilot. There's an element of that when you're in retirement, but at the same time, it's like you always want to have a, a good dialogue. You know yeah, what I mean?
0: Absolutely. It makes a lot of sense. Communication is really important. That's one of the reasons that you talk with us on the podcast each week and kind of inform us about some of the important things in the financial landscape that we should be thinking about because uh, communication is important and we have to make sure that we're asking the right kinds of questions. Uh, Speaking of the right kinds of questions, that's kind of what our podcast is about today. You probably saw the headline that said something like quiz your advisor. And the premise here is that there's no really such thing as a dumb question in the financial world. And you've probably heard that throughout your school days as well. So we want to explore some of the questions that you should ask a potential advisor or even ask your current an advisor if you've never asked these things before. And Glenn, I'm going to ask you why these things are important to ask, and I'm not necessarily looking for you to answer the questions as if you were being quizzed here, but why these are good questions, what these questions will reveal about an advisor, and and that's why it's important to ask them in the first place. So, And I'm going to start out with the toughest question right off the bat that people should ask because it reveals a lot about the, the nature of the relationship with your advisor and gives you a lot of clues into what that advisor can and can't do for you and all those kinds of things. I'll let you explain the rest, Glenn. But a very simple question you should ask any potential advisor or your current advisor is, how do you get paid? And that'll peel back the onion very quickly, won't it, Glenn?
1: Oh, you're absolutely right, Walter. I mean, that's one of those things. I mean, there's different models out there. You know, sometimes folks are, you know, entirely commission-based, and sometimes that they're entirely fee-based, and sometimes there's a mix and this and that. And, of course, the biggest thing that is there with that question is trying to make sure that they're on your side, right, that they're working in your best interest, Sometimes there's inherent, you know, conflicts of interest, but because of, you know, if, if somebody's working for a particular company or or whatnot or or even if they're independent, you know, if they're if they're getting a commission. But you just want to make sure that you understand in any part of the of your financial plan where's the compensation coming from. You know, sometimes some advisors actually have, you know, you have you write a check to them for their time. You know, other times, uh, like you say, it's it may be fee based on based on assets under management or maybe there's a commission if there's a if there's an insurance product involved. And so, you know, it's all of those things are in the world of financial services. And it's not necessarily a good thing or a bad thing. It's, you know, how it applies to you. And you want to understand, you know, each piece of the puzzle that you're putting together is like, okay, well, how is my advisor working for me and do I understand how they're getting paid for this particular part or maybe the whole plan and um you know if if you don't understand that then it's kind of tough to to know if you know who they're working for
0: yeah absolutely great question to ask how do you get paid it'll reveal a lot of information for you also ask what does your typical client look like Now, why would you want to ask that, Glenn?
1: Well, it's important, Walter, because, you know, I always use the analogy of it's like if you were. So And some, some people say that, you know, they've got an advisor, and that's really a general term. You really need to know what specifically do they do. There's, you know, an awful lot of advisors out there really work in the accumulation years and, you know, and, and, and putting money away and trying to grow in a, a particular account. And all advisors have that role to some degree. But as you move closer and closer to retirement, or maybe you, you move into retirement, then that, that specialty kind of changes a bit. You have to start looking at, well, what about your income plan? How and when are you going to take Social Security? What about your legacy plan? And, you know, how you take money out of the accounts. You know, how are taxes going to play into which account versus that account? There's a lot of elements that, that come into play when you're in preservation and distribution versus accumulation. And I think that that, to me, is is a really key factor because there's a lot of good advisors out there that do an excellent job at accumulation, but they really don't spend a lot of time and they don't have a lot of expertise in how to preserve and distribute the assets that folks have saved their entire lives for their retirement. And it's one of those things I always talk about the doctors again, but you know it's when you have to go to the doctor, let's say that you're having a heart problem. Do you want to go to a general practitioner or do you want to go to a specialist? Well, and obviously you want to go to a specialist, and I look at retirement as a real specialty because there are so many things that change during that time. You know the volatility of the markets are is different. Taking distributions versus adding to the accounts, obviously that's different. Taxes are different. You start thinking about, well, you know, the legacy plans of what you're going to leave kids and grandkids and and all of those things play into it. And if your advisor doesn't have specialties there or, you know, special skills there, then you may end up cutting yourself short and not really making the best of of what you have saved throughout your entire life. Does that make sense, Walter?
0: Makes a lot of sense. So that's why you would want to ask, what does your typical client look like? Because in some ways... You should look like a typical client because that's going to let you know that you're fitting into the proper specialties and that sort of thing. You go to a pediatrician and you're a retiree, you don't look like the typical clientele, (laughs) so you're probably not a good fit there. So you want to go to a more specialized doctor in that case, and it's similar in ways in the financial world. As with everything, there's outliers, there's exceptions to the rule, but for the most part, you want to start seeing some similarities to you and the other folks that that particular advisor is working with. That's going to let you know you're you're in the right neighborhood, so to speak. Another great question that you're going to quiz your advisor with or a potential advisor with is, do you have a particular strength or specialty? And you touched on that a little bit there, Glenn, but it's important to reiterate because some advisors might all seem the same, but then you start drilling down, you see well, they actually specialize on something totally different than the guy next door, even though they both go by that financial advisor label.
1: Oh yeah. No doubt about it. No doubt about it at all.
0: So again, that's the do you have a particular strength or specialty? If that if that question doesn't get covered in the typical client question, be sure to follow up with that one. Something else, Glenn, that you can ask is how do you describe your investment approach or philosophy. What layer of the onion does that peel for you?
1: Well, Walter, I mean that's really a, a kind of a subset of what we were just talking about because you know when we're thinking about we're thinking about the accumulation years, we also have to think of the whole money cycle where you go through the accumulation years, then you're in the preservation years and then you're in the distribution years and so when you're lo- thinking about you know their investment approach and the philosophy i mean number one you want to make sure that they are that they really know who you are and what you're looking for in terms of your outcomes and, and your goals and what your concerns are because you know if they are really an accumulation advisor maybe they're looking to have high growth well maybe you're you're at a place where you you're not really looking for that i mean you you want your accounts to grow but at the same time you know you want a little less volatility maybe you're you're stepping into those retirement years or or those few years just before retirement you have to think about well what do I need out of an advisor and what is their specialty that I'm looking for and their approach and their philosophy is going to tell you a lot about that you know like it's like for instance myself you know I really specialize in the retirement years you know and so what we're looking to do is to lower that volatility gauge down a little bit make sure that that money's gonna last make sure that you know we've got I like to think in terms of segmented buckets in terms of time right we have we have our now bucket bucket where we've got money that's going to help us do all the things we need to do in the, in the next year or so. Then we have a soon bucket where that's going to help us for the next 10 years in terms of you know income and, and, and all the distributions that we're going to need to take and the tax planning that, that's involved with that, which accounts to take from, when to turn Social Security on, and all those types of things. And then we have the later bucket where that might be more oriented to growth well, if you have a accumulation advisor, they're not gonna really be thinking about that. They're gonna be thinking, okay, well, it's our job to grow the account and we wanna make it as big as we possibly can, and that's really the main focus. Well, you gotta really have to know what is their philosophy? What is their specialty? You know, what are they trying to accomplish? And obviously, they should be trying to accomplish your goals, and they should understand what your goals are, and you all should spend time, you know, having that conversation, that discussion to make sure that that they are actually able to do what you're looking for. And that, to me, is, you know, their whole philosophy and where their specialties lie I mean, that's key. If if you don't have that you know, lined up, then you're starting off on the wrong path, and you know who knows where you end up.
0: Well, it's interesting because some of these questions that we're recommending that you quiz your advisor with, they're kind of higher-level questions. You know, investment approaches, philosophy, strengths, specialties, comparisons to typical clients, that kind of thing. But you should get more specific and more nuts and bolts as well ask your advisor or potential advisor how much contact you can expect to have as a client. How often do you meet in person? How much uh, will we converse over the phone? What are the ways that we communicate? Those are some things that you can expect some tangible answers on, or at least you should be getting tangible answers on that kind of question.
1: No doubt about it. That's a key thing because folks need to know that that advisor is working for them and that they're on the same page and really a, is, there's a team effort there that the the advisor is, is taking the lead with them. You know, like for myself, for instance, you know, what I always do is is I always talk to people and ask them, you know, well, how is your best, what is the way that you would like to be communicated with? You know, maybe, you know, some folks prefer email. Other folks prefer the telephone. Some folks want to get together, you know, maybe on a quarterly or a semi-annual basis, you know, or maybe possibly more often than that. Others say, you know, after we've gone through our process and we've put the plan in place, they say, you know what, Glenn, I'm really comfortable with this. I, I like what we're doing and everything is, you know, is exactly what I want it to be, and really, you know, I don't need to get together any more often than than you feel is necessary, and so then we we come to an agreement as to what we're going to do and how we're going to do it. Because I always find that, that everybody's different. Some clients want a little bit more contact and they want to discuss things a little more often, and that's fine. And, and then others they say, well, I don't really want that. And so if you treat everybody the same, some people are going to feel like they're being pestered if you do one thing, and then others are going to feel like they're being ignored if you go another way. So I always feel like it's it's really a key thing to really know who your client is. And obviously, as a client, you need to have that communication with your advisor, and hopefully that advisor brings it to you and, and, and asks you those questions. Questions to find out what's going to be the best for you. That's really the kind of the behind the scenes kind of thought process. I mean, are they asking you those questions rather than you having to pull those out and asking lots and lots of questions about? You know, you want to kind of ask yourself the question: Is this advisor asking me the right questions? Because that means that they're proactive and they're thinking about what you know what's important rather than you having to be the one who's pulling it out at all times. You yeah. with
0: me, Walter? I'm with you. Can you give us uh, maybe I haven't asked you kind of for the way that you particularly do things on most of these questions just because you know w- we discover those things in other podcasts but i do want to ask you sure. on this one you know, let me ask you the question here, just so we can kind of get an idea of, you know, what what your barometer is, where where you set the bar. You know, how often do you meet in person or talk on the phone with your clients? What are the ways that you communicate with them?
1: Well, and that's exactly what I'm talking about, Walter. Is, is I will ask the question. I'll, I will find out how do you want to
0: get together. When? Uh, how so, so you sort of you meet them on their together? terms, see what their preferences are.
1: That's right. But you know, particularly because, and like I say, when when folks are transitioning into retirement or they're already in retirement, you know, with when we're putting that plan into place. They, you know, a lot of times I have folks that, that you know that they don't want to be that person who's like watching, you know, the financial shows. You know, at the end of the day, and, and checking out where all the prices are and everything. They really want a plan that's that is designed to be sustainable through time, that, that is designed for income and and all of the things that you're looking for in retirement. And so, you know, some folks want that extra. You know, hey, let's get together more often. Other folks say, you know, hey, no, let's let's not do that. I, I mean, I really want to start to enjoy my retirement. Let's get together. You know, and maybe. Maybe a quarterly or maybe a, you know, a semi-annual, maybe annual. It just depends on the particular case and in the, the, particular situations as to where people are. But I don't try to superimpose that on folks. I really want to meet people where they are and I want to be the advisor that they need and want rather than that I'm telling them the way things are going to be. Because it should be a team effort, and it should be something where you're working together rather than rather than the advisor just dictating to you.
0: Yeah, uh, I think that makes a lot of sense, and, and uh, it's interesting. You kind of flip it around on its head, and it's not what I prefer. It's what works best for each individual client, and that answer is going to be different from person to person. Last question that we'll uh, cover on today's podcast for quizzing your advisor or potential advisor. And this one's really important because financial advisors come in all shapes and sizes in terms of their businesses. You have some that are pretty much solo operations. You've got others that are made up of small teams. And then you have very large financial advising group teams as well. They're really all over the map. So ask the question, will I be working with you, Will I be working with somebody else on your team, or will it be a combination of both? What's that's sort of the next level of communication there. But h- how is the flow going to go?
1: Well, you're right, Walter, and that's really, really critical. The last thing, if you're out there looking for an advisor, the last thing you want to be doing is, is you spend a lot of time getting to know you know somebody that you think is going to be your advisor, and then then he passes you off to somebody else on his team, so to speak. That doesn't really help you, and that doesn't really that doesn't really feel right for most people. You know, you really want to make sure that you know who you're going to be talking to, you know, and, and what the situation's going to be. And, you know, it's like, if I've got a question, who am I going to reach out to? Now, that doesn't mean that your advisor is going to be the one who answers every and all questions. I mean, you might you might talk to their assistant, you know, to answer some specifics about, well, you know, I'm looking to maybe take a distribution from an account. You know, can we set up an appointment and that type of thing? That's obviously different than asking, you know, more detailed questions about the account and, and the allocations and those types of things. But you want to know who you're working with. And also, you know, how that communication is going to be, you know, as you interact with with that firm and that advisor, you have an idea. Okay, well, if I call in, who am I going to talk to? And will I be able to, you know, to meet with you? Or will I need to be meeting with somebody else? And how does this relationship work? And that's something you want to know before you start moving accounts or, you know, or hiring somebody as your advisor, because you want to know what to expect.
0: Yeah. So important to remember all of these things, Glenn. And I know if somebody wants to ask these questions of you, it's Easy to get in touch, and uh, the first visit that you have with folks in the area when they come in to say hello goes very smoothly. And you probably, I'm guessing, cover a lot of these kinds of questions in that first meeting. How how does that usually go?
1: Oh, no doubt about it, Walter. I mean, like I say, the, the first meeting we typically get together, I like to call it the discovery meeting.
0: We have a good conversation.
1: We start to talk to see, you know, hey, does it make sense for what I do and what you're looking for, you know, and, and do we develop some report? Is it, you know, is, is a reason for us to continue on our conversation? We like to, you know, just find out. Where are you in the you know in the cycle of life? I mean, are you getting ready to retire? Or are you already retired? You know some of the decisions you've already made or you're thinking about making, and let's just find out and understand each other you know a little bit and and just kind of get to know each other with not a whole lot of expectations, just more of the expectation of you know let's let's just talk, let's see if there's a good fit. Maybe we we hit it off right off the bat. Maybe we don't, or maybe we discover that hey it's you know this uh, seems like it's going down a good path. Let's meet again and let's let's go into more detail and that's what i always try to do in, a, in those first meetings is meet folks where they are find out what they're looking for, and let's see if it if it makes sense for us to stay in the conversation and, and, and keep moving forward.
0: If you need to get in touch with Glenn Mosseller and want to talk about some of these things, about quizzing your advisor, whether that uh, be Glenn or want to talk about a, another past relationship you've had with an advisor and how working with Glenn might be different or what value he may be able to add to your financial and investing life, it's easy to get in touch. The old-fashioned way, pick up the phone, call 336-291-3535. That's 336-291-3535. You can always find them online at Retirement.com. Lots of great resources there on the website. You can even schedule an appointment right there on the site as well. Just look at the bottom of the page where it says free consultation. Click on that, and you can schedule from your smartphone or computer. Retirement.com is the place to go on the website. That's uh, it for this edition of the Retirement Roadmap. Be sure to join us for the next program when we talk about the elephants in the room. There are a lot of those uh, retirement planning conversations that have those elephants in the room, and uh, we're going to make sure that you have a plan that addresses those elephants. A lot of financial plans avoid them. That's not what we want to do. We want to address those elephants in the room. We're going to talk about that next time right here on the Retirement Roadmap. Thanks so much for listening. For Glenn, I'm Walter, and we'll talk to you soon.